Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And welcome back into the Ryan Hickey Show right here on CBS Sports Radio. Power 5 preview time. We are focusing today's segment on the Pac-12. So we go out west to talk with one of the best. That is Yogi Roth does a tremendous job covering the conference for the Pac-12 Network and also is the author of a brand new book out, Five Star QB. Check it out on Amazon or wherever you get your books. We'll talk about that here in a little bit as well. Yogi, thanks so much for giving us a few minutes here. I got so much to talk to you about. It's been a, a very busy offseason and very exciting season going forward for the conference. Let's dive right into it. As you know, the conference has not made the playoffs since 2016. They've only made it twice since the college football playoff was created back in 2014. I'm buying in on Utah. I think they are a playoff team this year. Are you in agreement? Yeah. Well, th- thanks for having me. Um, and I love talking about, about our league out here. I think for Utah, I had a chance to sit down with Coach Whittingham and Cam Rising and Clark Phillips, kind of their, their head coach, of course, 18th year there, and their stars. And I said, does it feel like it's on schedule you know, in terms of the expectations that you just referenced? And, and he said, yeah. And I agree with that. Like, usually we're on these calls all of August, and it's just a hype train, mm-hmm. right? Like, that would be talking about Texas right now. That'd be a hype train <laughs> conversation, right? And, and, I, and I'm a huge Sark guy. Like, you know that, right? Or Ole Miss, right, with Lane and Jackson Dart, right? Like, there's certain teams you just lean into. SC is that, of course, out here as well. Uh, but you don't know for sure. But for Utah, I mean, they're like the surest thing on the West Coast, right? Like, like I don't know if they'll make the playoff. Like, you can kind of count on. Alabama getting in, I feel like, right. you know, regardless of losses, like they, they're fine away. Uh, but for Utah, their offensive front is real. Their defensive front is always real. They've, they've been that way forever. They're going to reload at linebacker uh, after losing two guys to the NFL, Devin Lloyd being a first-round pick to Jacksonville. Uh, their secondary is loaded. Offensively, they bring back a guy who I believe is every bit of Heisman candidate as anybody other than C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Like he needs to be in that, you know, front facing conversation. Brent Keith, he's the probably most electric weapon in college football in first of his in, in regarding his diversity of skill. Right? He can line him up everywhere, tight end, hand in the dirt in the backfield, split out wide, whatever. And Tavion Thomas um is one of the, you know, most explosive backs returning. And let alone the other players they have. So yeah, man. I, I look at them, I look at their schedule, how things are laid out for them and yeah, I could say, like, not even being, like, my overexcited self for college football, but just really grounded. Like, yeah, Utah's ready, you know, and they got a challenge. They got to go to the swamp at night right. with the renewed energy. And I mean, it ain't easy. No. But, yeah, I'm excited for this team. And uh, I would have said the same thing last year. I think they could have played against any of the big dogs and held their own. Like, I don't think they're going to get rolled by anybody. And this is not the first year, Yogi, either, like that Utah is loaded, stacked, and has a, a playoff caliber roster. We've seen them knock on the door a few times and come up short. And that's kind of always been at least the Pac-12, let's say, national narrative is that they kind of cannibalize each other. I'm with you, and we are both in on Utah. Who is the team, though, if they do fall short and they do get got, 
Who is the team in the Pac-12 that you have your eye on that's going to be the biggest challenger to the Utes this year? It's a good question, right? Like, I'm calling USC's opener on the Pac-12 networks, and I just can't wait to see him play, mm-hmm. right? Like, we, it, it's never been done before. Like, Lincoln Riley has said it many times of, like, the most unique roster in, you could argue, the history of college football, and it probably will be, right? Just because it's L.A. and what L.A. and SC and that brand attracts, and then the portal and NIL and where it is now with, you know, minimal restrictions. Um, I think we're not going to see a, an offseason like this ever again for a roster rebuild. And, and they've got a lot of questions. So you're curious there. You know, I can't wait to get over there and, and dig into that prior to the opener. But, but I look with what I know now. Um, Oregon's roster is built to win a championship. Right? This was the year it was built to do so. Noah Sewell, Christian Gonzalez, Brandon Dorless. They've got, a, in my eyes, a first-round talent at every layer of the defense. That's linebacker, defensive line, and secondary, respectively. Offensively, um, their O-line is as good as you're going to find on the West Coast, one of the best, best in the country. Quarterback, let's see if it's Bo Nix. He's proven. If it's Ty Thompson, uh, he's got all the tools, so they'll be fine there. Uh, and the receivers, they have to take a step up, but I think they've got enough that can do it. So I think that they're primed. Uh, the team that's getting no love, though, is UCLA. Uh, UCLA's schedule is set up to really make a lot of noise. I wouldn't be shocked if they played Utah in the title game. Hmm, really? Um, yeah, I, I really buy in UCLA a lot. Now, they haven't gotten over the hump yet. Right, that everybody talks about often in sport. Uh, but they have this opportunity this year, right? They've got three games in their non con that, due to Michigan pulling out of a, a game, uh, they had to schedule the way that they have. So they'll start off, or should start off 3 0. Uh, they'll have a chance to be undefeated before hosting Utah October 8th. And if they're both undefeated, that's going to be a huge game for Chip Kelly of this team with Dorian Thompson Robinson, Zach Charbonnet. Find a better duo who scares the defensive coordinator better than those two. When you look at the duality of skills from uh, DTR, right, mastery and Chip Kelly's system, and, and I think Zach Charbonnet is the shortest running back uh, on the West Coast, and one would argue in, in the country, right? He and Bijan Robinson, like NFL scouts, are just going to love everything about him. Blocks, he runs, he catches. He's best practice. He's top three practice player I've seen in my life, in my football life. Uh, and then they have a bye, and then they go to Oregon. So that window right there is going to be huge for their program. Uh, but I think their schedule's laid out really well, uh, probably as, as well as anybody uh, on the West Coast to take a real run at things. And they've got a veteran team. They, they crush it in the portal. You know, USC gets so much attention because of the Jordan Addison and Mario Williams and Caleb Williams, uh, and they should. But when I look at Jake Bobo coming in and Darius Muasau, an all-mount West inside linebacker, you look at they brought a set of twins from North Texas to play the defensive line. They got a transfer from Washington, Liatu Latu, who was – Injured, uh, thought he had to retire, uh, and now he's coming back to play the edge at 6'5", 265, and all the athlete you dream about if you were that big. So I, I really think UCLA's got a chance to make some noise, but it's Utah's league. It should be talked about as such. They're a top-five team in the preseason with a Heisman candidate, uh, and I expect them to take a real run if they can stay healthy. And you know how it is, man. You get a couple bounces. Talking to Yogi Roth of the Pac-12 Network, you mentioned before, Yogi, and I'm with you. I don't think it's hyperbolic to say what USC has done this offseason. It's historic. We have never seen it before, and it's going to be a case study going forward here for college sports where they go into the transfer portal. You get Caleb Williams. You get Jordan Addison. Obviously, they bring Lincoln Riley in. I still have questions and concerns about their offensive line and their defense. You mentioned you're calling their first game. Kind of scouting USC, looking at this this year, what are realistic expectations for all the noise, all the attention they got are they true contenders in the Pac-12, or are they still a year or two away in your mind? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think that 
Lincoln Riley's got such an amazing opportunity in front of him. And, and they talked about it. I was there last week, uh, um, or earlier this week, excuse me, uh, interviewing Caleb Williams for my podcast, The It Factory. And we talked about like how quickly can you come together? And he said, because guys are from so many different spots, but they come with such a sense of urgency. And then you meet that liner, Marcus Allen, Reggie, like the greats at SC. Like you see, you know what you're walking into and the standard there. Like it, it kind of speeds things up. Um, so I think this team is tighter than people think, right? When, when we go to the culture argument, uh, I just go to reps. Like I, I think this team will beat Notre Dame to finish the season and catapult themselves into next year as the favorite in this league. And, you know, who knows what they'll do once they leave this league and go to the, to the next one. But uh, I think they're going to get it rolling. Like it already is choosing trending dramatically upwards for this program. Uh, and they all, and they got picked, they get picked every year to win the South, like, you know, prior to the right. year of eliminating <laughs> division. So I think they're always going to be in the mix, man. Uh, and, and I don't think like there's so much talk around like their O and D lines, like their offensive line's good. Like it's not like they don't have players. Right. And their defensive line, uh, they're solid. They just don't have a ton of depth, which, you know, that happens to a lot of teams out on the West Coast. I think that happens to every team other than Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia, probably, you know, for the most part. Like nobody has three deep on their defensive front across the country for the most part. So they don't have that, but they've got Tuli Tuli Pelotu. He'll be an All American this year in the interior defensive line. They brought in uh, some really talented transfers from the SEC. Uh, you know, from Auburn, from Alabama, respectively, Shane Lee being the Bama transfer to play inside backer. Like, their front seven is going to be solid, right? I don't think they're going to be world beaters. Uh, they're not going to be Georgia's defense from a year ago, but they're going to be in every game and they're going to score points. The thing with me is that while they've got to put it all together in, call it whatever, 28 practices or whatever you're allowed in camp now, um, teams like Utah and UCLA, and, you know, you just kind of look at their schedule and it's like Oregon State. Uh, even like Fresno State, like they've been putting it together for years. And that's what I think is getting no dialogue of, yeah, it's going to take them a while or, you know, can they do it so fast? Like there's a lot of narrative around SC, but we forget like who they play. Like Stanford's going to be a really hard game for USC. You know, Stanford's not a three and eight team. Like they're, they're, they're not a four win team. They're, they're really talented in my eyes. They're going to stress SC. So that's the thing that will be interesting to watch is not only how quickly can SC get their own house together in order, but then how can they manage the other ones that they have to face every week? And that's a challenge. You know, this league, it's not like these other ACC or the SEC where you only play eight conference games. Like you don't get a breather. It doesn't exist, right? Especially SC with one of their non-cons being Notre Dame and Fresno State, uh, you know, outside of the Rice game this year. So we'll see. I'm excited for them, though. I'm cheering for them, rooting for them. Um, hope they have a hell of a year. Uh, they've all been great to work with and get to know uh, since they've came to LA, me being a local here, but it's, it's going to be one of the more fascinating cases to watch. And clearly there's a, there's a ton of eyes on it already. Yogi, you've done a lot of work with quarterbacks, hence the book. So obviously two quarterbacks that have gotten a lot of attention that are going to be kind of the faces of the conference, Caleb Williams at USC, Cam Rising of Utah. Who's a quarterback you're looking at right now in the conference that maybe isn't getting enough to, uh, attention or really any attention at all that you think come the end of the season will be like, wow, that guy had a great year. We should have seen this coming back in August. I think our league, if you took the top six guys who you know are starting today, right right now, August 12th, we only know that um, six guys are starters. right? And I'd take those six, and I'd take them over any other top six of any other Power Five leagues. Hmm. And I've done that research, and, and, I, and I know a lot of those guys in those leagues. It's not a knock on them. It's just when I look at, if we go K-12, 
Cam Rising, Caleb Williams, Tanner McKee, Dorian Thompson Robinson, Cameron Ward, Jaden Delora. I get asked by NFL guys about them all the time. Tanner McKee, a ton. Right. And he wasn't even in the first two guys that you referenced. Right. And I think he's going to be the next great one out of Stanford. I didn't say Bo Nix's name, who, you know, we'll project him as the starter at Oregon, I think, until we hear otherwise. I didn't say um, Emory Jones at Arizona State transferred from Florida. Right. Jack Plummer, the transfer from Purdue, starting at Cal, who I think is going to be pretty talented. Michael Penix, will he start at Washington, the transfer from Indiana? Like, like when I get going here, like, there's just it's a, good point. a lot of talent in the there league. There is. Very deep. To answer your question, I'd say it's Cameron Ward. Because Caleb Williams was the most sought-after guy in the history of the transfer portal, and we know why. Right. But Cameron Ward was the next guy this year at that position. He transferred from Incarnate Ward, where he just was off the charts. Impressive. I went up and spent a couple days with him in the spring and sat in on meetings, uh, obviously watched watched practice, did some deep interviews with him and his staff. I think he's got a chance to be really dynamic. Um, I think he's a guy that, you know, plays quarterback uh, in terms of he's not just like a dynamic athlete back there. Like He plays the position. He can manipulate defenders. He can make unique throws. His off-platform game, it's as good as anybody in America. He really is that dynamic. That's why everyone was on him. But he went to Pullman, Washington, because he believes in Jake Dickard, and now the offensive coordinator at Washington State is a guy named Eric Morris, who was the head coach at Carnot Ward a year ago. So that story's really not getting a lot of love, uh, but it should. This guy is is really impressive. Uh, he'll have his stage week two. They're going to Wisconsin on Fox, 12:30 Pacific. That'll be a big opportunity for him and this team because he comes in like Caleb Williams, knowing the system. Whereas Jane Delora had to learn a new system when he transferred in. Uh, Bo Nix familiarity with the system, but hadn't been running it at least as of last year at Auburn uh, with his OC now at Oregon. So I, I'm I'm excited about. Cam Ward, um, and also Tanner McKee. Uh, I think Tanner McKee's weaponry after being at practice yesterday or two days ago is is off the charts in terms of receivers, tight ends, backs. I think Stanford, a lot of people take shots at them, but the reality is COVID hit that program harder than anybody in America other than Cal, and it's because of Northern California. And I say that where they didn't have a full offseason in the weight room until this year. Last year I was calling their games, and they were still meeting on Zoom. So I think this offensive line who came in very heralded three years ago is now going to look the part. And I think this offense and Tanner are going to put up a bunch of numbers and and Tanner will put him in the conversation around those quarterbacks come draft time. If CJ and Bryce and Tanner, if they all decide to forego and and leave early, he'll be right in the thick of those things. The Pac-12 Conference, not just the Conference of Champions, Yogi, but the Conference of Quarterbacks. You're, I didn't really think about it until you just mentioned it. They are deep, and even you know, all one through one through twelve, there, there's some really, really good quarterbacks up and down the league. Which brings us to our uh, to your book, I should say, Five Star QB. You have a ton of testimonials, a, a ton of quotes from some big time quarterbacks, from some big time coaches. You have Pete Cow writing the foreword here. What was your motivation, inspiration for writing this book? Yeah, well, look, you know it, right? It's the most hyped, most scrutinized, and it's the highest paid position in sports, not just NFL, like we're seeing what's going on in college now around NIL. Uh, and once a high school quarterback is given the label five-star quarterback, their life changes forever. And I've done quarterback development for almost 20 years now, and the players and parents have the same questions and have the same struggles uh, and rarely have the same successes. So I need to create something 
that can serve as a tribe of mentors for these quarterbacks. So Joey Roberts and I, Joey's just amazing at quarterbacks. He's been with the Elite 11 for almost 15 years. We came together and said, let's go do that. So we hit up, you know, every quarterback we knew, 54 quarterbacks that were rated five starts at one point in their career, and they all answered the same 22 questions. We curated into a book with their answers and then added in 40 ambassadors of the game to give advice. Right, So you reference Coach Carroll. How about John Schneider, the GM of the Seahawks? What does rankings really mean? Uh, what does development really mean? David Shaw, Chip Kelly, Dan Lanning, Lincoln Riley, Ryan Day, and then added in the mental health piece with Dr. Michael Gervais, uh, the Holinsky family. We added in manhood with Brenda Tracy and everything she's gone through as a rape survivor um, from college football players and, and teaching players around manhood on campus. We tried to tap into like anything that a walk-on or a five-star quarterback would have to deal with official visits, transferring, academics, NIL, uh, family, money, whatever it was. And we ended up being about 600 pages. And what's really been cool about it for, for us is that, number one, we gave these quarterbacks a place to share their authentic story. And that's why the cover is all of their faces. Because so often, you know, you're a Florida fan and Will Greer committed there. You saw his ranking, you saw his arm, you didn't see his face. And as I'm looking at the cover now, uh, Matt Barkley, you saw five-star quarterback and his arm and his high school record. You didn't see his face. Uh, Mark Sanchez, E.J. Manuel, Christian Hackenberg. I mean, it's a who's who of quarterbacks that are within this book on the front and back cover. And I wanted people to remember that, yeah, maybe these guys didn't live up to the hype, but they're still humans. So give them a place to share their story. And the feedback's been off the hook, man. Like, we've been the number one book on Amazon and coaching since we came out three weeks ago. And uh, I'm just really proud of it because I think I think it's shining a light on the humanity around the position and also the reality. Right now with NIL, players are getting projected or being offered so many things, but the the, the, the success rate is not going to change. Right, less than three percent of, of college rosters are going to still make the NFL. Right, that means that 97 percent aren't. And when it comes to five-star quarterbacks, there's been 134 in history, and only 15 of them are drafted in the first round. Right, like ten mm-hmm. are drafted in the top ten. Like that would mean the majority of them are busts. And I just don't think that's true. Like some of them are fathers and husbands and businessmen, and you know, or they had good success in college but didn't become a top ten pick. And I wanted just to share that story to kind of ease the pressure that is growing at that position because every guy, like every guy I talked about about the Pac-12, they all think they're going to the league and going to be a first round pick, and it's not true. You know, and everybody feels that way. They felt that when I played, man. They felt that when you were younger. Like, it's that's never going to change. But if we could arm them with just some tools to manage it, God, I think we, we can help. Because I think now stress, anxiety, depression, and I hate to say it, but suicide is growing among athletes. We see it every, fortunately, every month. You know, something like that goes down. And I, I just want to be maybe a small nudge along with Joey to to help. And that's what we think this book will do. We think it'll help. Well, congrats on the book again. Check it out on Amazon. Also, 5starqb.com. Yogi Roth, tremendous work on the book. Tremendous work analyzing the Pac-12 conference. Really looking forward to this season. Utah, rooting for the Utes to kind of break through this season. Really do appreciate the time, man. Looking forward to a few more weeks. Well, Yogi, we are thankfully almost there. No more realignment talk. No more transfer portal talk. Let's talk about some games. A few more weeks. Thanks so much for giving us a few minutes here. Yeah, anytime, man. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 